the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the show. It's Theological Thursday, and we're going to talk about the theology of prophecy. You ready? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, an expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today, friends? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me uh, on my socials. Thanks a lot for tuning in at Anderson Speaks is my handle uh, right there on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, or or wherever you are. So thanks for hanging out uh, with me today. Uh, Theological Thursday is a time when we kind of look at scripture and theology and doctrine. And, and I thought, you know what, today let's talk about the theology of prophecy. So what are your questions about prophecy? Do you know much about the office, the gift? You have thoughts about prophecy. How have you uh, engaged this topic? Or is this one of those topics is like, it's a little bit spooky for me. I really don't understand a lot about it. Maybe even uh, you've had a prophetic word spoken over your life. How did you respond or how do you respond when someone gives you a prophetic word? So that's what we're going to talk about today and i love your questions your comments your interaction i don't know everything about prophecy i'm just going to tell you that now but there is a good amount that i do know and god has been downloading over the last couple of years some things uh even in my own life about this and so i've made many uh declarations that i believe were prophetic but you never know whether they are truly on point or not unless god confirms it so i want to talk a bit about that I'd also say it's very possible that uh, I may have a prophetic word for you. And the thing about prophetic words is you don't always know specifically who it's for, but when God puts something in you and on your heart to say, you say it and faith, and then you believe that God has spoken that word through you to accomplish what he sent it out to do and who he sent it out to. And so uh, I don't know if I have a word for you, if it's the general masses or if it's an individual person. And I will tell you, I won't fake it. If I believe that God is saying to me to say something to you, then I will say it uh, humbly and by faith. And if not, I'm not going to fake it. Uh, I'll just, you know, I can always give you a scripture or the word of God that you can stand on no matter what. Not my impressions or the Holy Spirit. Uh, not sure it's the good spirit of God or bad pizza from the night before. Don't have to worry about that uh, with me. 
but I do want to talk about the general subject, but also open it up to say to you, if you are in need of a prophetic word of God speaking something specific to your situation, then I've opened myself up to be available uh, to ask God to speak through me to you. So I just want to put that out there. But now what I want to do more than anything else is pray and give you my number in case you want to talk about the topic in and of itself, even if you don't want to something personal, you know, 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. All right, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the word of God, the, the living word. Lord, the spoken word, the written word. Lord, thank you that we have your word. And so we just ask, God, that you would guide us and direct us in today's uh, hour together that really we've never done before. And so I just give it over to you and trust that you're going to GPS today's show in a very special way. I feel it in my spirit. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to give you a little more information how you can get a hold of me, and then I'm just going to get into the topic, okay? Um, if you want to connect with me outside of the show, you can always email me by going to info at andersonspeaks.com. That's info at andersonspeaks.com, or just go to andersonspeaks.com. You can get everything on me, as well as gracismglobal.com. That's racism with a G in front of it, gracism. It is the title of a book that I have written. Uh, so you can check all that out. Without any further ado, I want to get into this topic. There are three things, three sources, major sources that God uses in order to sanctify or grow or mature believers. Number one, it's the word of God. Number two, it's the people of God. And number three, it's the spirit of God. Think of it like a triangle. All right. Those are the three things that are necessary in order for you and I to grow in our faith, to be matured, to be sanctified, to be set apart. It, it, it's not easy to do it with just one. It's a three-legged stool. The Word of God, the people of God, and the Spirit of God. But the Spirit of God, okay, intersects the other one too. The Word of God and the people of God. He lives inside the people of God, so he can use his Spirit to change a person and also speak through a person. And also the Word of God. He uses the Word of God uh, and breathes the word of God. Every word from God in the scripture is God breathed. Okay. And it's carried, uh, by the Holy spirit. So he intersects those two and the passage that you find particularly interesting regarding, uh, the word of God and prophecy is second Peter chapter one, verse 21, which says this verse 20 above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're asking God to do. And I want to um, give you, right before my break, an understanding of prophecy, and then I'm going to take your phone call. So my lines are open. I have a couple left. If you want to get in, now's the time to do it. Either A, you want to talk about prophecy, you want to ask me about prophecy, or maybe even there's a prophetic word for you. But understand this. In the Old Testament, because there's a difference between Old Testament and New Testament, 
in the Old Testament, prophecy was about telling what would happen in the future, to foretell, if you will, about what was going to happen in the future. But when you get to the New Testament, it's not about foretelling, it's about forthtelling. That's preaching. That's proclamation. What's the difference? In the Old Testament, they didn't know what was coming. So he'd say, you know, um, a, a virgin is going to be with child in Bethlehem. Uh, he shall be named Wonderful Counselor. Well, that's 800 years before. Had no concept of what he was saying. He just knew he was saying it. He knew he was writing it because God gave it to him. But there was no connection to the reality of his particular life. That's how it was for the Old Testament prophets. They were saying stuff, but they didn't know what they were saying, all right? And so Abraham is supposed to uh, kill his his son, uh, and there's this ram in the bush. He did not know that that was a, a prophetic occurrence of what would be the son of God, uh, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world many, many years later. So that's how Old Testament prophecy works. When you get to the New Testament, now you are having something called forthtelling. And I, when I get back on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to you about forthtelling, meaning now that all that is behind us, uh, how do you prophesy? I'm coming right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. encouraged or do you know someone that needs encouragement dr david anderson has compiled his sermon series be encouraged into a book which will be sure to encourage yourself and others for a donation in any amount we'll send you a signed copy of the book to make your donation visit andersonspeaks.com click on the donate button and we'll send you your copy today It's Best Buy Waterproofing and Best Buy Design Build. So, who is this superhero guy flying over the neighborhood looking for leaky basements and leaky roofs to repair? Visit BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call 844-980-3707-247 to see what heroic home repair services look like. Basement waterproofing, mold and mildew remediation, structural repair, foundation crack injection, sump pump systems, roofing and gutters, siding and decks. So, you went to BestBuyWaterproofing.com and called 844-980-3707. Who's the real hero now? You are. Under one roof, from one side to the other. Under one roof, from the inside out. We've got you covered from top to bottom. At Best Buy, your whole house is our business. Best Buy. Today is Theological Thursday. Join the conversation and call in at 888-432-7434. 
And now back to the show with your host, Dr. David Anderson. That's me. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the theology of prophecy. What are your questions about prophecy? Have you ever had a prophetic word spoken over you? How did you respond or how should you respond? And in the Old Testament, again, the prophets were speaking based on what God had given them, but they may not have known exactly what it was they say, were saying. They were oftentimes speaking to a king, and uh, they would say these things, but God was doing something in those words, especially when the writing prophets whose messages were preserved in Scripture, like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and Hosea and Malachi. But you also in the Old Testament had prophets who, were, uh, who would speak their divine messages to a king or to people, people like Samuel or Nathan or Elijah or Elisha. Now, New Testament, remember, in Old Testament, they're pointing toward Jesus. They're pointing toward the kingdom of God. But they don't know what all of that looks like. They know there's a coming Messiah, right? But they don't know what all of it looks like. But what about us? On this side, guess what? We look back 2,000 years to Bethlehem and say that's what was prophesied. We look back 2,000 years and see the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We say that's what we build our entire faith on. So that's why we're foretellers. When we're prophetic, when we're making proclamations, it's based on something that happened in the past. For the Old Testament folk, it was based on something that would happen in the future. So they were looking toward the cross. We're looking back to the cross. And so now that becomes a platform for our declarations, right? What Jesus did and what the written word of God does, it's now a platform for our declarations, for our proclamations, because it's built on that foundation. So that's why we say Old, tel Old Testament was, forth was foretelling. New Testament, forth-telling. It's more about proclamation. So then when somebody like me declares something, it has to be based on the Word of God. It has to be based on what has already happened uh, 2,000 years ago at the cross. And so if it, if it somehow is not in line with the death, burial, and resurrection, the life, excuse me, the birth, the life, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and if it's not in line with the Word of God, then it cannot be trusted. Now, it doesn't mean that every time someone says something, if you can't find the Scripture for it, that it's not true, but we've got to make sure it squares with the Scriptures because, you know, if it's just in the feeling of the preacher and the feeling of the prophet, don't—here's the practical application. Do not act on a prophetic word unless there's a confirmation, Okay. Now, you can talk more with me about this. My phone lines are now open. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. We'll kick it off in Bowie, Maryland, with Pamela on the line. Hello, Miss Pamela. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Good, Good afternoon, Dr. Anderson. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Okay, now, first thing, um, I've had prophetic words spoken to me which have come to pass yeah okay um now secondly when a prophetic word comes when someone comes with a prophetic word uh first Corinthians 14 3 says paul gives a simple definition everyone who prophes prophesies speaks unto men to edification mm -hmm. and an exhortation and comfort mm -hmm. so when a prophetic word comes comes forth it should do three things it should edify build up and comfort yeah so in other words the name of edify exhort and comfort someone yes now my question to you is this 
when the edification now, sometimes, let's say, uh, uh, someone's coming to you with prophetic word. Let's say it's something personal. Yeah. Let's say, should they be loud? Um, I'm a minister, so should it be spoken loud? Or my word was either it was written down. One, one time it was written down on a sticky and given to me. Um, was someone, you know, spoken to my ear? You know what I mean, for me to hear it. Yeah. Or should it be loud, uh, spoken be publicly, let's say in, a, in an edifice, in a church setting, or should it be private? What are you? Well, I think, your, your, I think it can be both depending on what it is. In other words, if it's a personal prophetic word and someone's really not opened themselves up for that, then I think that it can be um, disconcerting. But you can publicly yeah. uh, prophesy, and it has a personal meaning to someone, right? Mm-hmm. For instance, on you know, on Sunday I said something prophetic, and I didn't know who I was speaking to, and I said I don't even know who this is for, but God's really put it in my yeah. spirit. And then after the service, someone came to me and said, "This was for me. This is exactly what you said, okay. and let me give you." Uh, evidence of what you just said. So God allowed me the encouragement to know yes. uh, what was I was saying was for someone very specifically. And this is not something I do normally. I think this is something that God is, has just done in me. And I don't know if he's going to continue to do it, but I just want to submit when it happens. And, you know, I said, yeah. I, I literally said, someone is pregnant and they have a boy and that boy is going to live out uh, his destiny. And again, I don't know who I'm talking to and I don't know I'm saying this. It was connected to okay. nothing. I mean, it wasn't connected to anything. It was just in my spirit. So I said in front of thousands of people uh, and then this, uh, this, this woman and her husband come to me afterwards and they said, two years ago, you came to my house with a couple other ladies. You laid hands on me that I would get pregnant. I, we tried for eight years and we had never gotten pregnant. They haven't been in church until this coming, this Sunday that just passed. She is okay. now 10 years and they are now pregnant. And, okay. and she was Amen. concerned uh, that to come back to church because uh, she knew she was pregnant, but she hadn't felt the baby kick in a few days. So she was nervous. And But okay. she got up, her and her husband, and they came to church. That word was for them. After the service, they come to me and they said, this is our first time in church since your home visit to us two years ago. And um, we were nervous in coming because the baby wasn't kicking. But when you said that from the stage, the baby kicked in my womb. Amen. And I was like, wow. So to your question, I guess it was very personal, but I didn't know who it was for. So it had to go out publicly, even though God knew who was, who it was for. Makes sense. Yeah, I believe that, Dr. And don't get me wrong. I do believe, you know, when I say that, I mean, depending upon what it is, because I've had also had prophetic words that when it came came forward to me, it was strictly I didn't receive it. because I didn't tell the person that at the time that I didn't receive because once it was from strictly flesh some, and you have to have that discernment. Yeah, you know, yeah, that. Yeah. Flesh. Well, especially if especially if it's mm-hmm. uh, corrective or showy. Or, like, there's no reason, like, if, if I were with you and I knew that God gave me a word for you, I wouldn't stand in front of everybody else and say, uh, Pamela, this is what the Lord is saying to you, if it's something that's embarrassing, not encouraging. Now, like you said, edifying, exactly. if it was something edifying, yeah. 
Hey, Pamela, the Lord wants you to know today you can be encouraged because you're going to make it through all that you went through this week. That's what the Lord's saying to me. That would be okay. Yeah. But if it's yeah. Pamela, you know, I think that you're li not living the life that God wants you to live and you need to hear this word. That's not edifying. No, it's not. That's what <laughs> Is that what about. you're talking about? That's correct. I'm talking about Dr. Okay. Exactly. I'm with you. I've had people say to other people, you're too fat. That's you terrible. Now, that's terrible. That ain't prophecy. That's rude. It was rude, but you know, people, you know, at, when you're in that atmosphere, you know, people, people get, you know, no. they get offended. And we can't hide under, like were, yeah, we can't hide behind spiritual words like prophecy for being rude. I'm sorry. No, we cannot. So I'm with you on that. Thanks I'm really I, sorry I that happened. All right. Yeah, I know. I don't want to take up your time, but thank you, Doc. I love your show, Dr. Anson. Love you. Thank you and so love your much. Ministry. Love you back. God bless you, Miss Pamela. Let's go to Largo, Maryland. John Bosco is on the line. Hi, Mr. John Bosco. How are you, sir? I'm okay, sir. Good afternoon, Dr. Addison. God bless you. Welcome. How can I serve you today? What are you thinking? Okay, this is a very interesting topic. Yeah, the angle I want to wrap to is when God through his instrument, his servant, do give you a, a word of prophecy. As an individual, you have a responsibility to ensure that prophecy becomes a reality in your life. When you look at the book of 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul was telling Timothy, he told him according to the prophecy that went ahead of him, he should make war with them, he should war with those prophecies. In other words, we do have a responsibility when it comes to ensuring that the prophecy on our, on our head comes true. That's just my little contribution. Yes, so here's the thing. If a prophetic word is spoken, you should tend to it if it's been given in faith and if you receive it in faith. Look for confirmations. I personally would not tell anybody to act on a word of prophecy. I would tell them to wait and for confirmation and then walk in faith based on the confirmation in this day and age. What do you think about that, John Tabasco? Yeah, I think, I think you're, right. you're right on that. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, thank you so much for calling. I hear a lot of background, but we're going to let you go there, and thank you for calling. Let me go to Anonymous in Washington, D.C. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm good, sir. Thank you. Hey, my question is, what constitutes a confirmation? And I can take it off, off the phone. What constitutes a confirmation? Wow. Well, I feel like, Anonymous, if a word has been spoken, specifically, let's say, to you, and then after that word's been spoken, something happens or something else is said that comes in line with what you just heard, that's what would confirm it. So it has to be specific to that word. It has to be specific to you. Only you're going to know if it's a confirmation. 
For instance, I invited somebody, God put somebody on my heart yesterday morning at 7 a.m. I invited them to go to another country with me. They've never been out of the country except they had a passport card for when they went on a cruise. But somehow they got a passport that came to their house a couple of weeks ago. So then uh, when they didn't apply for it, they just had the passport card. But the passport came a couple of weeks ago, and the guy saying to his wife, you know, I got a passport, but I don't have anywhere to go. Then Dr. Anderson, who doesn't even have his cell phone number, calls somebody else and says, I believe God wants me to ask this person to go with me out of the country. And so the person calls and asks him to go out with me out of the country. He's blown away because he's like, I was wondering what this passport was for. In other words, for him, my invitation was a confirmation that God was doing something with regard to that. And I, what I said is, I believe that God wants you to go, but you tell me, do you feel like they, having that passport is a confirmation? So it's when these stars align, I put stars in quote, of course, but it's when these stars align that you begin to see, oh, this is what a confirmation looks like. But listen, I'm coming right back. The, the show's so quickly moving that we're already to the second half. So let's run to our break. Again, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the theology of prophecy. All right, what are your questions about prophecy? Have you ever had a prophetic word over your life? How do you respond? How should you respond? I'll tee up everything I said at the top of the show again when I get back. Your phone calls are important if you want to talk about it. Maybe you need a prophetic word. My number is 888-43-BRIDGE. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes, and further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax Relief. America's number one tax relief firm. Optima's tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. You will not live in some vapory netherland, in a disembodied haze, or in a blissful but intangible state of mind. The Bible refers to heaven as a specific place. It is not a state of mind. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Great Disappearance, next time on Turning Point. Weekdays at 3.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 9 p.m. on WAVA. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. 
They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898. And you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Dr. David Anderson, welcome to the program. It's Theological Thursday, and we're talking about the theology of prophecy. And uh, if you want to talk to me about this topic, feel free to give me a call. Maybe you need a prophetic word. Maybe you've had a prophetic word over your life and you don't quite know how to respond, or maybe you don't understand maybe some of the theology of it. I'm here to talk you through it, walk you through it. Not a professional uh, researcher on the topic, but I know God's been doing some things. Uh, in my own life. And um, I believe that, you know, God can speak a prophetic word uh, to you. Now, this is different than a fortune teller. All right. Don't go to a fortune teller. Don't call them. I know there's commercials all over the place right now on mainstream uh, radio uh, stations, television stations. You see palm readers everywhere. Don't do that. That is not in um, in line with the scriptures. It's not in line with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's a different spirit, and you need to know that. Again, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I believe somebody needed to hear that today. Don't call a fortune teller. Don't go to a palm reader. They cannot give you God's word or God's will for your life. All right, they can build into the very things that you want. They can build into the fears that you have, and they can build into the desires that you want, but they cannot give you what God's word and God's will is for your life. I don't know who that was for, but I believe God just told me to say that to somebody for somebody, okay? My phone number is 888-432-7434, and I want to go right back to the phone line. So let's go to Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Miss Pam, you're on the line with me. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful and so glad you're hanging with me today. Thank you. Yes, I always like calling the show. You are wonderful. Thank um, you. I think what, that, what you just said is like you were reading my mind because um, I just want to tell the, um, the, the listeners today that um, they need to be careful who is prophesying over your life. Mm. Who is the prophet or the prophetess that God or flesh is sending to you? Yeah. And if you don't have that spirit of discernment to understand if this person speaking to you is from God, then you will be led astray. That's good. And there are some times where you need to look at the prophecy and make sure it's in line with the scriptures. If it is not in line with the scriptures, yeah. I rather tell you, cut off from it and just leave it, let it be. I like because it. Because the Bible says that that God will give you a word, but that word you need to write it down. And you have to pray on it. The Bible says, though it may tarry, it must surely come to pass. Yeah. And there are some times when, when you get a prophecy, that prophecy might not come to pass in your own era. It might be in your children's era, 
your grandchildren's era. So don't take it that, oh, like if somebody tells you you're going to get married and then you wait for one year, two years, the baby don't come. Right. Said, oh, the Lord told me I should get married. So maybe I need to visit my my boyfriend I, I dated 10 years right. ago because I still have feelings for him. And you marry and then you get into it. It's a talk of war. That's right. Say, God didn't you tell me to get married. So sometimes, yeah. yes, the prophecy will come, but you need to ask God for this, this spirit of um, self-control yes. to be able to wait for that time. That's when a... we look at the Bible, the days of Daniel, they said it was 70 years and Daniel remembered the prophecy and yeah. he started praying and there was a transition in his era. I so like these it. prophecies will come. Don't let people talk you into it. Yes. Because there are some people out there just making money. They will You're say, so right. call me. When you call them, they'll be like, oh, the Lord said, you should pay $10,000. <laughs> right, right. They want to put the money in their pocket. Yeah, well, so you make a great, you make a great, yeah, you make a you great point, though, with money. regarding the warning yeah. that you have, and thank you, by the way, Miss Pam, the warning that you give us to be careful who's prophesying over you, uh, because, again, there's a lot of charlatans out there, and then there's a lot of people, they may not be charlatans, but they're un, unstudied, or they don't understand uh, the ways of the spirit, they're just mimicking what they've heard. And so I think this is really important warning, and I thank you for making it on my show today. Let's go to Elkridge, Maryland, and talk with Miss Mary, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Mary. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi. Hi, Dr. Anderson. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly, and I'm so glad you're hanging with Great. me today. Very interesting topic. Um, my question is, um, if you get a prophetic word, uh, which I've had before, and I, uh, but it's being given to a non-believer. What is your take on that? It was something that came to me. It was very brief about someone's safety because they were coming into an airport, and something came to me that he's he's okay, he's there, and I just spoke it out, and they kind of looked at me weird, but they are non-believers. So, mm -hmm. what is there anything about that? There really, there really isn't. I mean, you know, we're told that, you know, there's certain behaviors that we ought to have in church because non-believers may be there, uh, like in 1 Corinthians 14 with regard to some of the spiritual gifts, like speaking in tongues and things of that sort. But the reality is, you know, they just may not understand it, you know, but okay. maybe at the same time, that's exactly what God would use to draw them to himself because you said that and they may mean they may ask you well how do you know that and you can say you know what i just get a sense from the spirit of god and are, and then mm -hmm. now they're even more wondering well tell me more about that so i think you just go with your your gut on it i don't think you hide it from unbelievers but just understand if they don't understand what it means you sound a little bit okay. you sound a little bit kooky do you know what I mean? So you don't yeah. want to you don't want to say yeah. to an unbeliever, you know, I want to prophetically declare over you. Well, just those words alone, they're like, huh? I, I really just wanted to drink my beer. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, but I think I think that you have the right discernment to know how to how to handle that. But just because you believe that somebody's going to be okay because God said it to you, I think that that's that's fine. And really, you can speak those kind of words without even saying God said it to you. You can just say, you know what, I, I believe in my heart they're going to be just fine. I got that faith. And that may be what they can understand, even though for you, God just told it to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was, I was, yes, it does. I was very excited because it was so fast and it was a comfort to the mother. 
and I really didn't say where it came from. Okay, I, good. So I think I was great. sort of confused too. Yeah. Well, you know, again, that's something God may be developing in you, uh, and just when mm -hmm. He's go with it, you know, and and okay. continue to ride that to see is this is this a confirmation of something that God is doing and saying in me and sometimes our intuition is mixed with prophecy and so we're not sure again is that my intuition speaking is that god speaking is it confirmed with the word like there's a lot of discernment that has to take place but the more you exercise that muscle the more you begin mm -hmm. to know that voice you know this one's god this one's my intuition you know this mm -hmm. is my gut this is god and so I say keep going with that. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, Miss Mary? Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. God bless you. Well, listen, I've got to run to my break, and then I have just one more uh, good segment with you before the show ends. So if you want to talk to me about prophecy, maybe you need a prophetic word, maybe you're trying to discern a prophetic word, maybe you have a question theologically about prophecy, call me, 888 432 Three, four. If you're anything like me, you see all the division and hostility in the world, and you know that if you just had the right tools, you could make a difference. You could help bring some healing. You could be a bridge builder. Guided by Dr. David Anderson, and the Gracism Global Team, I learned how to live and lead by becoming a positive solution in a world that's dealing with such negative problems. I went from feeling overwhelmed to being empowered, from being a bystander to becoming a bridge builder. Dr. Anderson has taken the principles of Gracism around the world, helping corporations, ministries, nonprofits, and government leaders grow in their ability to bridge the deepest divide of color class, and culture. Through Gracism Global's coaching and certifications, you can gain the confidence and skills to bring change right where you are. Whether for you or your whole organization, we're here to help you bring the power of Gracism into your life and leadership today. Visit GracismGlobal.com and join us on this transformative journey. We're not just fighting against racism, we're building a world of Gracism. Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass, and you're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? <laughs> Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again, 240-516-4967. It's Laser Landscaping or just ask for the owner, Fidel. And make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson sent you.
Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 3 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 3 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For those on my Facebook page and those on my YouTube page, thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, right there, I wave to you, give you my sideways peace sign. I'm glad to see you. For those on WAVA, thanks a lot for tuning in. We're talking about the theology of prophecy and uh, what questions do you have about that. My phone number is 888-432-7434. Big shout out to those who are listening from Deep Creek, Maryland as well. For those who are listening from Italy, thank you for tuning in as well. Tacoma Park, Maryland, Susan's on the line. Let's go there. Hello, Miss Susan. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? call. Appreciate that. My pleasure. What are you thinking? Well, I have uh, two questions. Uh, first of all, um, if the Lord tells you uh, pray for somebody because they're going to start to walk, I'm using it as a lame, whatever, what do you call that? Is that prophecy or the word of discernment? What do you call that? If you feel like God is telling you to pray for someone because of what? Say that again, please. Uh, they're in the wheelchair and God tells you to pray for them because they're going to walk. Gotcha. I had a situation happen to me, and instead of, you know, going over there and praying for the person, yeah. I asked somebody else, yeah. the elderly of the church, and they said, no, 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 you can't do that because, you know, you're not an elder or something like that. Oh, gotcha. Would well, that be a word of prophecy, or, or what would that be called? Well, I, I think at that point, it's uh, an act of obedience. I don't know if it's a word of prophecy, oh, okay. but it's an act of obedience. If you feel like God is saying, hey, go lay hands and pray for someone because they're going to walk. I feel like that's an act of obedience, walking by faith. A prophecy is a declaration to them that God is saying to me that you're going to walk. I'm not sure if I would verbalize that to somebody who I don't know, uh, because it has to be confirmed, and you don't want to give this person some hope, and at the same time, they may not walk. And so instead of making that promise on behalf of God, now there's some people who can do that. I'm just not comfortable with it, okay? Maybe I haven't grown enough in this area, but I'm not going to go tell someone that God told me they're going to walk unless I'm absolutely 100% sure God said, David, go tell them that. But if God says, David, go pray for them because I believe yeah, they're going right. to walk, the act of obedience is praying for them, not necessarily repeating what I believe the reason why I'm supposed to be praying right, for right, them. Right. So. Because you, you, you have two things there. Pray for them because you believe they're going to walk. Okay. Well, whether I believe they're going to walk or not, that's not the issue. Praying for them is. Right. Yeah. So I would say it's more of an act of yeah. obedience than it is a word of prophecy. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I think you're right. You know, because I did feel from God just to pray for that person, but then I asked the human being, and then I felt real bad when I didn't. Because I said, you know, God could have, I mean, God would have used me to pray for that person. And they were going to walk because I felt that deeply in my heart. Yeah. You know? And if they and do, if, I, and if I they do, then you praise God and say, yeah, he said that to me. But if they don't, right, none's yeah. the wiser. But the one act, the first step of obedience was to pray. After that, the reason why yeah, the prayer. Me, 
Who cares about that? I mean, I shouldn't say who cares about that. That's important, but that's that's what stops you from praying for them because you were trying to figure out, uh, you know, whether they're going to walk or not, and that stops you from the first step, which is just go pray for them. So next time you get that, um, Susan, the next time that happens, do the first step of obedience, and we'll let God worry about the results. How's that sound? Well, I I actually learned from that experience because – then other time when I felt like doing that, I went directly to the person yeah. and told them what I had to tell them if I had to tell them something or pray for them. And, you know, and God reveals to me, you know, it is obedience, you know. Right. Because that, that really, it, it really hurt me all the time. I cried and everything. It's like the next time. There you I go. Said, I'm not going to depend on men. If yeah. I feel from God to do this, I will do it. You know, I did my part. That's so good that you were able to learn from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, God forgives yeah. you and all of this. Yeah. So don't don't beat yourself over, yeah. uh, you know, beat yourself up right. over it. But also it's the way we say things to people. For instance, let me give you an example. Right. Yeah. I, I, God could say to me, I'm at the Starbucks, go pray for that man at, at the table over there. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I could have the personality where I go over to the man and say, listen, God told me to pray for you. I could. And people do that. Mm-hmm. But my personality. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go over and say, hey, my name is uh, David. What's your name? Oh, I'm Bob. Hey, Bob, good to meet you, man. Uh, you know, tell me what you do. And he tells me, and, and he says, what do you do? I said, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And, uh, and hey, can I sit down and have coffee with you? And then as we have a conversation, I'm going to be like, hey, listen, I got to roll out of here. But do you, do you mind if I say a prayer for you? Right? And then he's like, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Then I pray for him. I go to my car, and I'm like, I, thank you, God. I prayed for him. Now, my personality is going to be more relatable. I'm not just going to go over and tell some stranger, God told me to pray for you, but right. I still fulfilled what God told me to do. He said pray, but I right. went over and I built the connection and then asked him if I could pray. So it's the same result. It just takes a little bit longer to have more salt, seasoned salt in your voice and to be more winsome than to just go over and just start prophesying over people and telling people what God said. That just doesn't feel good to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and quickly, let me tell you one experience that I had. Um, we had a vigil, or, or what you say, Rishka? a morning thing. Um, we went all early to church and started having fasting and all that stuff. And okay. once, you know, I was praying, and the Lord led me to pray for somebody. Mm-hmm. So I just started praying and praying, and I'm, words just kept coming out of my mouth. That's like, in my mind, it's like, wow, this sounds dumb, whatever. Yeah. So after I finished praying and stuff like that, I, went, I got down on my knees to pray on myself, by myself. And I said, wow, you know, let me go apologize. Hmm. So then I went to go to apologize to the person. I told her, I'm sorry for everything. She said, no, everything you told me, it was right. I was going through this and that. It's like, wow, praise the Lord, you know? Yeah. Well, be the glory. well, God used yeah. use your word to speak exactly what needed to be spoken. And I would just say continue to um, to hone this skill in yourself. I, I hate to call it a skill, but this leading, this discernment that God is putting yeah. in you and sharpen it. And the way you sharpen it is by um, these kind of conversations, but then also being mm-hmm. open to following those first steps of obedience and stop apologizing. That's God's telling me to tell you that for some reason. Stop apologizing. Does does that make sense to you? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, God God bless you, Miss Susan. Hey, listen, I'm coming right back to land this plane. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Research shows over half of women who have abortions report using contraception in the month they became pregnant. This means abortion has been used as a method of family planning. Since the Supreme Court reversed Roe, scores of women throughout the country realize abortion may not be available as backup to family planning. As a result, Pine Parenthood and doctor's offices have experienced a significant uptick in requests for permanent sterilizations. Response to this development varies. Some think these women are likely to regret their decisions, while others believe these sterilizations prevent future abortions. One thing is certain, the demise of Roe has changed our nation fundamentally. What are your thoughts? Share them in our broadcast link at lifeissues.org. Follow us on Facebook at Life Issues Institute and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollar retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just 1995 sign up today at your retirementwatch.com your retirementwatch.com that's your retirementwatch.com does it feel like your life is just going through the motions and not making the impact you long for? Let's change that over the next six weeks. This is Steve Reynolds, pastor of Capital Baptist Church in Annandale, Virginia. I want to walk you through a five-step plan designed to help you discover your God-given purpose and what to do about it. You've been called to a more meaningful life, full of impact. It's time to ignite your purpose so you can experience it. The Bible says in Romans 12, 11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Everyone is searching for purpose. Attend and let me help you ignite your God-given purpose. Join me at Capital Baptist Church in Annandale, Virginia on Sundays at 815, 930, or 11 a.m. We're conveniently located in Northern Virginia, just off the Capitol Beltway. For more information or to attend online, go to welovechurch.org. That's welovechurch.org. This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion Jonathan Ogden, and you're listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thank you, Jonathan Ogden. Hey, listen, what a great uh, conversation about uh, prophecy. Uh, Let me reboot what I said in case you missed it at the top of the show. God gives us three major sources to help us grow in our faith. The Word of God, the people of God, and the Spirit of God. Think of it like a triangle or a three-legged stool. You need all three of them to be sanctified, to grow, to become the man and woman of God that you want to become. But the Spirit of God intersects those other two. The Spirit of God works with the Word of God, okay? The Spirit of God works with the people of God. And so the Spirit of God is the connector to help the Word and, and the work 
of God become everything that it is to become on the earth and in our lives. So it's important to be connected to the spirit. And what the spirit of God does then is he, he gives these spiritual gifts to us. And prophecy is one of those spiritual gifts. It's also an office, uh, according to Ephesians chapter 4. So office of, you know, um, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, fivefold ministry, if you will. But uh, remember what we said at the very beginning, that none of the word of God came without uh, the prophetic movement of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit and prophecy go together. And if you don't remember me saying it, let me say it again. In Second Peter 1.20 and verse 21, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit uh, carried the word of God along. 1,500, you know, just years, <laughs> over 40 generations, over three continents, over three different languages. I mean, that's pretty amazing if you think about it. And it's the Holy Spirit that's carrying that word along. One theme, the unfolding redemption of, of mankind from God in heaven. That, that one theme of all of the scripture uh, was carried along by the Holy Spirit using prophetic words and written words in order to bring forth uh, the, the people of God and the kingdom of God. And so remember, if you hear a prophetic word, um, don't act on it immediately. Uh, but wait for a confirmation. That's just my uh, practical application for you. You don't have to receive that. But I'm telling you, I think in this day and age, because things are so confusing, it's okay uh, to wait on a confirmation. God loved to confirm his word. That's what he does. Everything in Christ is yes and amen. So God loved to say yes and amen to his own word. And so it doesn't mean you have a lack of faith. It means that you're looking for faith. You're looking for confirmation to say, God, I think I heard you say this. If you if you could confirm it, Lord Jesus, uh, that that will be even even better because I want to get it right. He wants you to get it right as well. So don't feel like that's a lack of faith. All right. I hope I helped somebody today. Remember, there's a difference between foretelling and forth telling. And remember, you don't need to go to a fortune teller. All right. And you don't need to uh, start trying to have people read your palms. All of that is outside of God's will and outside of God's word. I hope I help someone today. Heavenly Father, as we close in prayer, I just pray that your word was rich enough to inspire and to encourage and to edify and even to comfort, uh, as our, one of our callers said today from 1 Corinthians 14.3. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.